In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. As we all just heard, today's gospel is the gospel about the parable of the sower. And this parable is, is repeated three times in all three in the, in the gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Today we're at the account from Luke, uh, but it's also found in Matthew chapter 13 and Mark chapter 4. Okay. Next week's gospel will also be a repetition of this gospel as well, because... Um, but it will be the account from Matthew, okay? Apparently the church thought it was a parable so nice, we've got to say it twice. So, so we're saying it twice in a row. But the reason we're reading it twice, because the calendar of the church is very seasonal, okay? And this is a time of the year where the farmers in Egypt would start planting the seeds for the upcoming, for the upcoming season. And most cops in Egypt at the time were all farmers. So it makes sense to, for the church to speak to the people about something that would actually resonate with them. Okay. So you'll find that most of the readings in this month of Hatur is, are centered around Christ being sown in our hearts. Anyways, that's neither here nor there, but I just want to clarify in case next week you think we're confused and we're at this week's gospel again, but it's not. Okay. Um, but you guys know the parable pretty well. Right? The sower went out to sow, some seeds fell on the wayside, some seeds fell on the rocks, some seeds fell on, uh, among the thorns, and some fell on the good ground. I don't know about you, but this seems like a farmer in training, okay? Like, it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. It looks to me like he's randomly throwing the seeds without a purpose and hoping that they just land in the right place by, by accident. And 75% of the time, it's going in the wrong place, okay? But if we actually think about it, I think we'll come to realize that there is so much beauty in the fact that the sower, who is God himself, gives himself to everyone without partiality, okay? That he's very generous with himself. God, who is love, who is forgiveness, who is mercy, who is grace, who is compassion, is giving himself to everyone without measure. Even though God knows that some will reject him, some will hate him, some won't fully commit to him, he still gives himself to everyone without partiality. God does not discriminate, but he's generous with himself and all that he has. Like if you think about it, if you know someone won't do what you're asking them to do, you're probably just going to you know, think, you know, there's no point in talking to them because they're just going to brush me off or not listen at all. Or maybe you'll know somebody, if you know somebody's going to reject your act of love towards them, you'll probably hold off on doing anything for them because you're going to be met with hurt or hate or even just lack of gratitude in general on their behalf. And nobody would really blame you if you don't want to do anything because that's what would kind of make sense. Like if someone's going to reject you or won't be grateful towards you, there's no point to do anything offers. You'd only do things for the people who you know still will appreciate you, will love you, will listen to you. That's kind of what would make sense, or what we're told, according to the world, makes sense. But that's why God is God. Okay? Because His love makes no sense. His grace makes no sense. His forgiveness makes no sense. His mercy makes no sense. He throws out all of these on everyone, and He offers Himself to everyone. Those who love Him, and those who hate Him those who are with him on Sunday mornings, and those who never come. 
those who are committed to him and those who are wishy-washy. Those who obey him and those who disobey him. Those who are close and those who are far. Those who believe and also those who don't believe. The love of God is freely given to all of us. It's thrown around without discrimination and without partiality to everyone. It's given to everyone equally. So it's not like the sower gave the good ground extra. No, it was some, 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 some. So this makes no sense. This makes no sense. Like if the farmers out there wasting seeds on the bad ground and the bad soil, he would probably be laughed at, probably broke sooner or later, and very inefficient because it's highly unlikely that fruit will spring out of rocks or the wayside or among the thorns. Right? People would look at that farmer like he's crazy. And in a way, God is crazy. Right? God is crazy about every single one of us. God looks at us and says, I will throw my seeds of love, my seeds of forgiveness, my seeds of grace, my seeds of mercy. I will throw myself even on that bad ground because I know that I can turn this rocky ground into a soil. I know that I could turn the sway side into a fertile ground. I know that I could destroy the thorns and allow for the seeds to actually grow and mature and bring fruit. Even when he knows ahead of time that I may reject him, that I may turn him down, that I may not prioritize him, that his seeds may fall on my hardened heart, okay? he still gives himself without discrimination or partiality. He gives all that he has to everyone equally. How amazing is he? Okay. And a lot of time we look at this parable and we think to ourselves, you know, I wonder which kind of heart my, uh, which, kind of, which kind of ground my heart is in. But this parable is so much more about God than it is about the fields. Okay, it's called the parable of the sower, not the parable of the fields. It's about the sower himself. Because the reality is, is that most of us are all these fields at some point or another, or we flow from one field to the other, depending on the season of life that we're in. But regardless of what our field looks like, what our heart looks like, we have a sower whose love for us is not dependent on the condition of our field. He doesn't discriminate, but continually offers himself to us in the hopes that some of these seeds will find their way into the crevices and the, the dry parts of our hearts. Okay? To bring about transformation in all of us. Henry Nolan, who is one of the, one of uh, a really amazing spiritual author, he says, God's love is like a river constantly seeking ways to flow into the smallest cracks and crevices of our hearts. So God throws the seeds constantly, seeking and hoping that they land in those crevices of our hearts to bring about that transformation that He wants to see in us. And although the condition of my heart is not dependent on Him throwing the seed to begin with, my response to Him throwing is what matters most. Okay? We'll never be able to look at God face-to-face face, face face and say, you know what, I rejected you because you never threw seeds my way. Or my heart was hardened because I was never actually touched by you. Or I wasn't committed to you because you didn't give yourself to me. No, we'll never be able to say that because today, God is making it very clear to us that His love is impartial. Whether you're close or you're far, whether you love Him or not, whether you're committed to Him or not, whether your heart is a field that's blooming or a dry desert. Okay. 
whether you're the best of saints or the worst of sinners, it doesn't matter. He still loves you and is hoping that his seeds find a way into your heart. He's going to keep throwing that seed, even if you or others think that it's a waste, okay? Or that it's useless, or that it's a hopeless situation. It doesn't matter to him. He's going to keep throwing that in the hopes that one day, his love finds a way into your heart, and that his love compels you to come back to him. So he's going to keep throwing, but the end, at the end of the day, it's the responsibility of each and every single one of us to actually respond to him. Now someone might say, you know what, Abuna, I'm in the season of my life where my heart is that fourth ground. It's good, it's fruitful, you know, I'm already, you know, I'm already blooming. What should I do? So God is throwing the seeds on your field because, not because it's good, but because he wants to transform you to be like him as well, just like the other fields. Okay? So if he's impartial and he doesn't discriminate against anyone, even the worst of the worst, then I too need to extend the same love to others that God is extending to me. Okay? Just because I'm the good ground doesn't mean that I look any less at the, at the wayside or the rocky ground or the thorny ground. Because the sower didn't. Okay? But he gave the same amount to each one. Matthew 5, the, the Sermon on the Mount, the passage where Christ is teaching to love our enemies. He says, do all these things that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Doesn't discriminate. And he ends that section, Christ does, and he says, therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Just like we have a perfect sower who gives himself to us, gives love, gives mercy, gives grace, gives forgiveness to us, despite who we are, we also need to give it to other people and to the whole world around us. Okay. Our love as human beings is very dependent and conditional most of the time. Okay. It's very dependent on the condition of the field of the person that's in front of me, for example. It's very dependent if people have the same views of me as me or not. It's very dependent on if people look like me or not. It's very dependent if they behave like me or not. Is dependent on if they believe the same things as I do or not. Right? It's dependent on if people love me back or not. But this is not the perfection that we are being called to. That's why he keeps throwing seeds. We are called to love despite any of them. Christ says, by this, they will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. He didn't say that you only love people who love you or look like you or like you, or believe the same things that you do. No. But he said to simply love. Simply love one another. So we're called to love people, regardless if they watch CNN or Fox News. We're called to love people, whether, despite their gender, their race, their religion, their orientation, um, their social status, their health, whatever the case may be. Okay? We are called to love despite any of them. Right? Christ didn't agree with what people did, and he loved them despite what they did. That's why he would say, go and sin no more. So he, he clearly acknowledging that there is something that needs to be forgiven. Okay? Or something that needs to be stopped. But despite him recognizing that there was wrong, he didn't stop, that didn't stop him from loving and healing the person that was in front of him. Love doesn't mean that I need to agree with what people are doing or saying or any of that. But it's that I love despite the differences in what they're doing or what they're saying. 
How can we actually practically do that? It's simply to stop separating people into good people and bad people, or righteous people and sinful people, or Coptic people and everybody else. Okay? God doesn't separate. God he unites and he loves. He didn't separate the fields from one another in the parable. He just said, this is the wayside, this has rocks, this has thorns, and this was the good ground. But regardless, I'm still going to throw myself on everybody equally. Okay, I love all. So I too need to unite and not separate. Regardless of all the differences, what unites us all is that we are made in the image and likeness of God. So if that is my starting point, then I won't separate people into groups but I will truly see God in the person that's in front of me. And I will love him or her for who they are, okay? which is the son and daughter of God. Not what they do, not what they say, not what they don't do, not what they believe or what they don't believe. No, but as sons and daughters of God. The unity that we have with one another in being in the, made in the image and likeness of God is stronger than any differences that we may have between us, or with, between the world. Okay? So today God is reminding us that he is that good sower who is constantly throwing his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his grace, his compassion, really himself on everybody equally, regardless of who they are and where they are. So if you happen to be on the wayside or the rocks or the thorns, God still loves you and is waiting for you. Okay? You're not defined by the condition of your field, but by his love for you. So accept it. And if you're in the season of your heart where you're the good ground, I'm happy for you, okay? But you're not yet perfected until you love like God. So extend that same love, that same forgiveness, that same mercy, that same compassion, that same grace to all those around you, okay? And when your heart goes from the good ground to the wayside or the rocky ground or the thorns, don't worry. He still loves you. So also accept that. And glory be to God forever.